This is a Blended Radio audio experience. Welcome to Coach's Corner with the coaches at Blended Athletics. <laughs> oh, <Broccoli>. wow. <laughs> That's the best way to start a podcast right there. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> what are we calling this? Uh, coach's Corner? Is that what we're talking about today? Um, <laughs> I, I'm Jason Ward. The one who's not going to talk, apparently, is Morgan. She's sitting next to me today. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> That might be the extent of what we get from Morgan for today's talk, uh, even though this is a topic that she probably should know a little bit more about. Uh, I like we vegetables. Are, we are talking about plant-based diets today, uh, and for those who don't know, Morgan, you follow a plant-based diet. Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, how long has it been since you've eaten meat? It has been... Probably about 10 years. I have tried it throughout the past 10 years. Didn't go so well. So, yeah. But I'd say about 10 years. Yeah. All right. And it's probably been about that long since I tried a plant-based diet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Probably for similar reasons, actually, we went in opposite directions. Uh, It's like a fully plant-based diet really irritates my guts. So I don't... (laughs) I don't personally subscribe to it, but I don't see any problem with other people doing so. Which is probably the same for me. Um, Meat, I guess even as a child, I just never, I never liked it. I didn't, I ate it because it was there because as as a child, you're just told to eat what's on your plate. Um, (laughs) That was the expectation. (laughs) And then I grew up and lived on my own and I was like, why am I eating this? I don't, I don't enjoy it. So (laughs) then I just stopped eating it. Um... But I really do love ice cream, so that was that was a hard one to give up. So, <laughs> ice cream is delicious. I totally understand that. <laughs> yeah, ice cream and cheese. I mean, wine and cheese, great pairing. So, there are struggles out there. Uh, absolutely, I think that's going to be true of any diet you're going to follow. Uh, there's always going to be some struggles somewhere. Uh, it's just really a question of which ones do you want to focus on. Fair. How would you define a plant-based diet? Um. Plant-based diet, I guess I would describe it, is in focusing mainly on whole foods, um, fruits and vegetables, um, having no meat, no dairy, and generally not having anything that comes from an animal, so like honey. Um, those types of things. Um, I'm not super strict that way where if there's honey and things, then I, I'm okay with that. Um, and I do try to not eat as much of the processed, um, meat supplements as I can. I try to focus as much as I can on just eating fruits and vegetables. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I think my definition is pretty similar. Like Really, any diet that focuses primarily on fruits, vegetables, and whole foods is going to be plant-based. That could include some animal products, but for some people, it is the complete exclusion of meat products as well, uh, or any animal-based product. It's important to make that distinction because veganism is actually a different thing entirely. It is more of a lifestyle than it is a specific diet. Correct. Because you're looking at 
also not using any animal products in the clothes that you wear, your shoes, uh, like trying to avoid it in yeah. all aspects of your life to reduce animal suffering. I own a hundred percent leather jacket and purse. They were vintage, so I mean, I feel like that makes it a little bit better, a little bit more okay. But I mean, that's where I'm like, I'm not a strict vegan in those in that aspect of the definition of being a vegan right yeah uh yeah i don't do think like sometimes it is important to make the distinction because some people don't know the difference yeah right and then of course you've got varying degrees of plant-based diets so vegetarianism has all sorts of different ways to approach it like lacto-ovo vegetarians you can be a pescatarian like it really everyone's approach is going to be a little bit different so the question is like which one are you going to follow um yeah, that's really a personal choice. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, um, as long as you're getting the nutrition and the nutrients that you need in a day, um, however you define that plant-based for you, I think is how I look at it. Yes, I would be inclined to agree. I don't care what foods you choose to eat or even most of the time what your reasons for making those choices are, as long as they're letting you live a healthy and happy life. Yeah. I, that's that's the overall, or should be the overall goal for everybody. Like, what's going to make me feel and function at my best? Um, and then you can start to look at, like, some of the different issues that do come up with various plant-based diets from there. Yeah. I think probably the most common is going to be, how do I get my protein? Yeah, I don't so. know how many times I get asked that question <laughs> on a, probably at least a weekly basis. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's surprising how much, how many vegetables, um, beans, legumes, grains, there's protein and all of that stuff. So it's just the amount you have to get as opposed to eating a piece of steak. Yeah. So Hmm. really for me, when I'm looking at it, it's more like a calories equation, right? Like you're going to get more protein per calorie from an animal source than you will from most plant-based sources. Absolutely. There are exceptions. Obviously fattier cuts of meat are going to have a lot more calories than like soy. Yeah. Right? And then, so like it is, it's all a balancing mm-hmm. act, like which ones you're going to choose from there. Right. Uh, so which ones would you call like your, your most common sources of protein? Um, mine are definitely the higher fat versions. So I literally will eat an apple and nut butter every single day. It's probably been my go-to snack since like I was a teenager and to me it's like a treat. So um, I definitely get a lot of my protein there. Um, And then beans, legumes, like chickpeas, um, lentils and rice, like those are probably my main focus as opposed to like eating plates full of vegetables. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And like I assume there's a good deal of variety then in your day-to-day diet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of different sources. Mm -hmm. And really for any plant-based diet, that's key. Yeah. Right. You need to get a wide variety of sources. And the biggest reason for that is like just the quality of the amino acids that you're going to get from each source is going to vary wildly. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you, you can get all the protein you need and all the amino acids you need, but you need a wide variety of foods to achieve that. And making the right combinations is Mm -hmm. pretty important. So beans and rice is probably the most common one where you can combine and get a complete protein. Yeah. It also comes with a lot more carbs. It's a lot of carbs. Right? Uh, so, like, there does need to be more careful planning when looking at how to get enough protein on a plant-based diet. Uh, and that's really, like, dealing with the quality of the sources. So, like, mm-hmm. all animal sources will have all of the amino acids that you need. Plants don't, for the most part. Soy, quinoa, uh, and I'm forgetting one off the top of my head. 
should have written this stuff down, huh? <laughs> and this is why this is the part you're talking about. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, like, so yeah, soy and quinoa at least, and there is at least one more that's, like, escaping me at the moment, but they are actually complete uh, protein sources. So right. they have all the amino acids and in a sufficient quantity right. uh, to be called a complete source. Uh, but, again, they do come with other effects. So, like, soy farming, for instance, is a bit problematic, mm-hmm. right? Like, it definitely has an environmental impact that, like, would need to be looked at, especially if we're going to try to feed everybody on yeah. soy protein. Um, not then, that animals don't have the exactly. same environmental yeah, we, <laughs> issues, like, but we could talk about that later. <laughs> um, Always going to yeah. get the two sides. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, there's, there is obviously two sides to that argument. Uh, and then quinoa comes with a lot of carbs as well. So, like, for every four grams of protein, you get about 20 grams of carbs. Yeah. So, like, you're looking at much more calorie intake to hit your protein targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, that's just something that you need to be looking at and actually practicing if you want to follow a plant-based diet. Uh, I don't know how much you look at that in your own diet, Morgan. I am. That is probably the part that I'm really bad at, um, is tracking like my macros, like the protein and the fats compared to the carbs. Um, I definitely do eat a lot more carbs. Um, it is the higher percentage Um, in that ratio. Um, but I also am very active throughout the, yeah, Yeah. so I can get away with it. So not to say that that is the best route for everybody to go. Um, I am trying to focus on tracking it more. I've been trying to the last few months and I definitely do notice a difference, I'm trying to focus on getting more protein, which in the end is filling me up more, um, my recovery for my um, physical activities throughout the day is definitely um, a lot better. So I do notice a difference now that I am focusing it, but you do really have to pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, Once you reach a certain understanding with your diet. It can definitely be, like, scaled back on how much you're going to pay attention to that stuff. But, but in, if you're if noticing you're starting, problems or you're just starting out with a plant-based diet, it's definitely a good idea to get a feel for your sources and how you're going to combine your foods to make sure you're getting yeah. enough. It should be stated, too, though, that, like, the higher your carbohydrate intake, the less your protein need will actually be. So there is, a like, a protein-sparing effect with mm-hmm. carbohydrates. So, like, plant-based diets can actually have a lower overall protein intake as well and still be like optimal for recovery yep. maybe not optimal but like as optimal as that particular yeah. dietary style can exactly. be at least uh, yeah so supplementation that would be the next topic that uh, i'd love to look at i don't know how much you I, know about this topic morgan but um i definitely um i do make sure i am taking a lot of i do take a lot of supplements to make up for um, probably not getting the proper amount of nutrients and supplements throughout the day. So I right. definitely, although you did point out one that I should be focusing on more. <laughs> and when you mentioned it, I was like, yeah, I probably should. So, <laughs> but like B12, vitamin D, like all of those things, um, omega threes, like I take supplements for all of those right. things. Cause I know that I'm definitely not getting the sufficient amount that I should be in my yeah. Yeah. Di- my diet. So, uh, yeah. It should be pointed out, too, that actually most people are not getting enough of a lot of these vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. And like Morgan mentioned a few, like B12 is probably the one that 
particularly people on plant-based diets will get thrown at them a lot. Like, where are you getting your B12? A lot of people aren't getting enough. No. Like, really, the best sources are red meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you are eating a lot of other meats, you still might be deficient in B12. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, like, the research indicates that people are not getting enough B12. So it's just a good idea to have some form of supplementation for that. Yeah. Vitamin D is the same, particularly for us in, like, northern climates. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, we don't get outside and get sun exposure enough. And it's not just enough to be outside, too. You actually have to have your skin exposed to the mm-hmm. sun in order for vitamin D to really be properly absorbed and, and, we uh, don't and utilized. And sun. you just, yeah. Uh, and I'm not aware of any plant-based sources for vitamin D personally. Uh, you can definitely get supplement supplements that are plant-based, but uh, I'm not aware of any like foods you can eat to get your vitamin D. Dark leafy greens. There you go. Uh, your almond milk will have vitamin D, and mushrooms are also very high uh, yes, in vitamin they, D. Yes, they definitely uh, fortify your almond milk with vitamin D, the same as they do uh, with regular milk. With regular milk, yes. Yeah. Uh, for me, I eat a fair bit of eggs. That's where I get most of my vitamin D because uh, it has D3. <laughs> and D3 is the absorbable form from our food, mm-hmm. uh, which is another thing that a lot of people are not aware of when they're looking at where these sources are coming in. Yeah. So like even some plant-based sources that do have, say like vitamin D, vitamin K, vitamin B, they're often not in an absorbable form, so our body actually has to convert mm-hmm. them. So the process requires that we take in even more of that food in order to get the same amount yeah. from it, which is why supplementation becomes so important. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, I have put down essential amino acids there too, or branch-chain amino acids. My preference would be essential because you're getting all of the spectrum, and they're usually balanced, so we're getting the right amounts of mm-hmm. all of the different ones, and particularly, again, because you need to cover your basis in a plant-based diet. If you want to eat a bit less calories and still get all of your proteins, getting the essential amino acid supplements can be a huge game changer for people on plant-based diets. Uh, It's usually one that I will recommend, particularly for people who want to be on a diet and a plant-based diet. (laughs) If you're trying to lose body fat, essential amino acids are probably going to be your best friend if you're plant-based. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and then protein powders. I don't know if you... Um, I do, yeah, I definitely make sure that I do have at least um, protein powder once a day um, just to get my protein up there, um, usually after I do my workouts. Um, But again, finding uh, good tasting (laughs) vegan protein powder is definitely a struggle, so... If you know any good ones. Huh. Um, there is ones actually now. a local company, uh, Two Vegans Mission, I believe is their name. Which you uh, did. I think I have mentioned to you before, yeah. Uh, they have uh, an entirely plant-based line, and most of their stuff is actually coming from fruits and vegetables that would have otherwise been thrown away from grocery stores. So it's also very environmentally sustainable uh, and uh, better for everyone that way. They're a very good company. I've had nobody complain uh, on making that particular recommendation. I have heard a lot of good things about them. For some reason, I feel like they changed their name. Or is that what they changed it to? Uh, I believe they were called Outcast Nutrition before, or they might be called Outcast now. I feel like that's what they're called now. Yeah, yeah just in case anybody's trying to look them up. Yeah. Yeah, they are called Outcast okay. Mission now. That's what go. they changed they it to. They are called Outcast Mission yeah. now. Uh, yeah, I think they've changed their name a couple of times since they started the company. But regardless, uh, but, uh, they're local ones. Yeah. So they're local here in Halifax, Dartmouth area. And great. Um, and yeah, like obviously an excellent mission statement. Like anything we <laughs> can do to help reduce waste and uh, like mm-hmm. reduce our carbon footprints is definitely going to be beneficial. 
Uh, and the only other supplement I wrote down that I wanted to talk about was creatine. Uh, which is, I think, which, the one that you mentioned. That yeah, the one like, that oh, I, I be doing don't that. take, <laughs> and apparently I should be because it's great for memory, and I'm the worst at remembering everything. Hence why I have a million lists here while we're doing this podcast. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I like to take notes before I do stuff like this, too, so that I know what my talking points are going to be. Right? And then I just kind of let go from there. There's a little bit of wing in it, but mostly uh, I can go to the list. Look, what did I write down? All right. Uh, but yeah, like the, the research indicates that people who are on plant-based diets, if they take creatine, they'll actually have an increase in IQ points and in their ability to like recall information. So like they actually put them through like memory recall tests and it's a nice IQ way tests. Of saying it. It'll make me smarter. <laughs> but, but, uh, I mean, yeah, basically that's. So I'm gonna try this, and we're gonna test out this theory. So uh-huh. get back to me in a month. Check in and see if she feels any smarter down the road. Uh, yeah, like creatine connect is like a nootropic, and it's basically just like increases blood flow and enhances the uh, the brain's ability to function. Right. Uh, and a creatine is one of our primary like energy drivers. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at the energy systems in the body, like the very first one that gives us our bursts of energy for like high intensity activity is adenosine triphosphate and then creatine phosphate. Right. Those two things together, ATP, CP, um, that drives most of our quick explosive movement, but it's also utilized in brain function. Mm-hmm. So like if we're, if we don't have enough creatine, then we're actually going to reduce how quickly we can recall information mm-hmm. and, and contract our muscles mm-hmm. as well. So, and uh, as a vegan, our body, our liver can produce a little bit of it, but yeah. not enough to um, give us the results that it needs yeah. to. So it is a supplement like, we should be again. Taking. Like, it is one that I think most people should be taking anyway. Right. Uh, even like for people that were on an, like an omnivorous diet, or they were eating fruits, vegetables, and meats, they didn't see a huge difference like it wasn't statistically significant in terms of their ability to have memory recall and that sort of thing because you are getting some creatine from your food but most people are not getting enough to optimize those functions still so like you're looking you want to probably take about five grams a day Um, and then you can scale it up if you're able to handle more or you can scale it down if it's too much because there are is there some like, yeah, there, is there are side some effects? issues like gastrointestinal issues that can come with over utilizing creatine. Okay. All right. So basically like you'll be in the bathroom. We don't like, need yeah, to get you, into you don't. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not pleasant. That's just leave it at that. <laughs> um, if you're overdosing with it, That's right? Fair. But I mean like they're often recommending like a 25 gram a day for the first week to like mega dose and like get you up to baseline okay. and then you use a 5 gram to maintain. But it's really only going to take you about three months, even at five grams a day, to reach that saturation level anyway. Okay. So, like, if you want to speed up the process, you can do those first few days, mega dosing it, and then level it off. But you don't have to do that. If you just take five grams a day, by the time you get to the end of three months, you will have saturated the muscles and everything. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. So is there vegan options for creatine or like when you're Uh, buying the supplements? Yeah, you can find vegan creatines that you can buy. I'm not sure what the source that they're getting them from. Right. Are, right, so, but they would be plant based. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I do know the products are available, but I don't know how they make them, right? Because uh, I know you really okay. cannot eat enough food, for, like plant based food, to get the creatine that Literally, your body needs, no. right? So uh, you will have to supplement it if you want to get the benefits. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. So then we can talk a little bit about why somebody might choose a plant-based diet. So I know for you it was health, right? Uh, yeah, it was It was mainly health. Like, I, it started out, um, as I said, I just never liked meat. Um, and I found that the only things that I was really still eating that wasn't plant-based focused was, as I said, ice cream and cheese. Um, and my love for ice cream is, is pretty strong. So I was just eating a ridiculous amount. So I started doing um, the plant-based diet to wean myself off of eating those things so I could feel better about myself. And I just always noticed that I would just get that, like, flumminess from eating dairy. Um, and I don't get it when I, I'm not eating it. So, again, it yeah. just turned into, like, health reasons. Right. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people will find that, like, dairy products in particular tend to cause a lot of, like, mucus and like, yeah. build up that way. Um, and like, so I, I actually find like there's a threshold for me. Like once I reach a certain level of dairy intake, I start to have the same issues. So I have, do, I do limit my dairy consumption a little bit. Yeah. Um, just for those concerns, uh, do not get the same thing from other animal products personally, but again, we're all different. So, right. uh, and then we can talk about like cardiovascular disease, type two diabetes and stuff like that. And there is a fair bit of research that indicates that those mm-hmm. Issues are less amongst people who are following a more plant-based mm-hmm. diet. Um, the also only, like yeah. obesity and weight loss, but I mean that you can also be on a plant-based diet and, and still be obese and still be and, yeah, and still overweight. those issues could still come up. Yeah, and for the most part, those issues do seem to stem from being overweight and obese, not so much from our food choices. Right uh, now, like limiting red meat and like saturated fat intake is probably still not a bad idea. Uh, excess cholesterol is linked to heart disease, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the question is like, what are the thresholds and like how how much can we actually handle? And then that's such an individual question that it's really way beyond our scope yeah. to talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so the, the other reasons that people will usually quote for following plant-based diets are ethical, right? Maybe you don't want to harm animals. Mm-hmm. I totally understand. That's perfectly reasonable reason yeah. to choose a plant-based diet. I couldn't uh, eat eggs because just the thought of what they were just creeped me out. Like yeah. I couldn't do it. Uh, I mean, some people have that same reaction to About all meat all in meat, general, yeah. right? Like they just the idea of eating flesh makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, some people, <laughs> some of us, <laughs> Jason's don't care. like, no, That's, no, no, doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, um, I do think it like it does depends on how you were raised, what sort of environment you were raised in. So I grew up in the valley, and like I was around animals growing up. Um, and like Fair. food and food animals as well. Mm-hmm. Like it just was a part of life. So like, well, I mean, I grew up with like my mom's entire family. They were fishermen. So I grew up with seafood around me all right. the time. And I grew up thinking I'm supposed to like this, right. but I just never did. Dang. Like I couldn't get past the textures mm-hmm. of like shellfish and, and seafood. It just, it was gross to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, but my entire family other than me eats meat. Yeah. So I was just the uh, black sheep in the family, uh, I guess. <laughs> there can definitely have be those particular issues that do come up for some people. Uh, yeah, going to... Uh, you, you will likely be the holiday, minority. Holiday like. dinners at my house are good time. I usually, mm. I usually cook my own food and bring it with me. It's just uh, easier. Yeah. So, But, I mean, um, there's always vegetables. Yeah. Most people are eating vegetables, which is good. Eat more vegetables. It's a yeah. good idea. At the end of the day, um, yeah. <laughs> just eat your veggies. Uh, 
yeah, I, I would say that I follow a more animal-based dietary approach, but I still eat a lot of like plant matter. Like It does make up a large volume of my food, mm-hmm. but not a large volume of my calories. That's where I make the distinction personally. Uh, yeah, so like ethical reasons could be any number of things that could be considered. And like sometimes it's how you feel about the animals. Sometimes it's how you feel about the animals are being treated. There are problems with some forms of farming that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like choose, I choose my meat very carefully, actually. Like where I get it from, I do, like I actually don't like buying it from the grocery stores or buying it yeah. from Costco because I don't know where that meat came from. Um, whereas like I will go to Vessel Meats here in Dartmouth or Two Boys in Cold Harbor. They get all their stuff locally. You can learn about the farms that those foods actually or those meats yeah. came from. Uh, that makes a huge difference for me yeah. personally. No I feel better about from. that. Absolutely. Right? Uh, and also, I mean, supporting locals. Yeah. <laughs> Important, right? Uh, which brings us to the last point that people will usually bring up when choosing plant-based is environmental. Like, will you have a lower carbon footprint? And this is something that could be endlessly debated. Yeah. Uh, and... Certainly, if you're shipping all of your food from all over the world, I don't think you're having as much of an impact on reducing your carbon footprint. Exactly. But if you're buying mostly local, you're getting grow like, your own veggies or grow your own. I think this yeah. year a lot of people started doing gardens, and I did mine. And I mean, the amount of waste and yeah, I didn't. I wasn't supporting. Um, buying groceries from across the world and buy the vegetables that are in season. Focus on those things so we're not trying to (laughs) grow things in greenhouses. Yeah, those also aren't supposed to be (laughs) in season right now. Makes a big difference for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I mean, like, even so, the kiwis are the ones that I think are the most interesting to me. Because kiwis are delicious. I love them. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but they're, not. they're such a huge carbon footprint because they yeah. really only come from, like, New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> and that shipping them from New Zealand to all the other parts of the world, they're actually probably the, uh, like, largest carbon footprint of any food on the planet. Uh, so, like looking at where your food is coming from is something that I think we all should be more aware Absolutely. of and make more considerations for. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that's uh, all we had planned for talking about plant-based diets. You guys have any questions? Feel free to post them up. Yeah, contact us directly. If you want any recommendations, reach out. Um, Books, foods, supplements, anything. Yep. We're here. Thanks for listening to the Splendid Audio Experience. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave it a five-star review, share it with your friends, and subscribe. 